1: Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
0: Welcome into the Locked On Steelers podcast and the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host from ESPN Pittsburgh, SNR, and Steelers Radio Network, Adam Crowley. Today, Mike Tomlin spoke to the Pittsburgh media for the first time following his postgame comments after the Steelers dismantled the New York Jets 31-13 to on Sunday. And he was asked a couple of different things. Mike Tomlin made it Pretty clear he's not a doctor, so that's one thing I learned at the presser. I also learned that Ryan Shazier will not be converted to safety. I don't know who asked that question, but what in the sweet hell was he thinking? Asking Mike Tomlin that question, somebody who's new in there. Uh, he'll he'll learn the ropes rather quickly. That's something that I guess fans could speculate about, and I guess the media. I didn't know the media was speculating about that much at all, but uh, I guess that some members are. And I hate when people lump the media in as one big one, in, in the one big category, oh, the media is so liberal, or the media is this, the media is that. Well, we're all different. I'm different than a lot of the people out there. My colleagues are different than a lot of the people out there. So, uh, come on now. It's just a little ridiculous when that happens. But I can't believe that Mike Tomlin was asked if Ryan Shazier should move to safety or if they had considered moving Ryan Shazier to safety. Mike Tomlin did touch on some of the injuries that the Steelers have suffered and what they mean moving forward. Only one guy has been ruled out. For this game against the Dolphins, I guess that's not fair. Only one starter has been ruled out. That's Cam Hayward, uh, who is going to be out three or two to three weeks. Uh, the Steelers have a bye week in three weeks and two weeks. They take on the New England Patriots. Be nice to have him for that game against the Pats. Um, Mike Tomlin said they won't comment after this week, so we shall see. Shamarco Thomas and Cody Wallace also considered out. Uh, Marcus Wheaton is back on the. Injured report with a shoulder injury. He's practice capable, as is Marcus Gilbert. Good news. Ryan Shazier, good news. Sammy Coates, he's on there with that slice on his hand. Eli Rogers could part- could participate in practice this week, as could Justin Gilbert, Robert Golden, Roosevelt, Knicks, and D'Angelo Williams, new on that list. Could be limited early in the week with a tweak to his knee. I do want to bring in Tun Shilkin now from the radio booth of the Pittsburgh Steelers, the color commentator on the Steelers radio network, and ask him a little bit about that performance yesterday or a couple of days ago uh, where the Steelers were able to beat the New York Jets 31-13 to and Tunch. The Steelers' defense has been much better these last two weeks than they were in that game against Philadelphia as they've given up 14 and 13 points respectively. Is it a schematic thing? Is it winning one-on-one matchups? What's going on there?
1: You know, Adam, I think it's it's really just fundamentals. They're tackling, they're blocking, uh, they're catching the ball, they're throwing the ball. You know, I, I just think that there's this football team is a good football team. Um, but like a lot of good football teams, uh, if you have a lack of focus, um, there is a chance that you're going to get beat. And, uh, and one of the things is that when you get beat, like you got beat in Philadelphia, it reminds you that you can't just show up. And I'm not saying that they did that. And, uh, you know, I have no way of knowing how prepared or how focused they were for that Philadelphia game was, uh, uh, they were, but the reality of it is they didn't play well. Uh, and so, when you don't play well, you come in with uh, even a more of an intense focus, and that intense that intensity begins earlier in the week. And really, uh, games are won on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, preparing for the game. They're not going to be won on Sunday. So, I think what probably what happened was, uh, you know, after the wake wake up call that was the Philadelphia Eagles, they said, "Hey guys, we you know it's it, we got to play, we got to focus, we got to focus." And um, we've got to make sure that we're accountable to one another and accountable to what we have to do. And, and also, you know, uh, you know, the, the, uh, it has become cliche now, the Belichick saying just do your job, but that really is a a truism in football because when you try to do too much and you're trying to make a play and you, and you force it or you leave your rush lane or you leave your gap, uh, that's when bad things start to happen. So I think, uh, you, you you go back to the drawing board, which the Steelers did. You prepare for Kansas City, uh, which they did a great job, and then they get ready for the Jets. And you know, a, a lot of people were wondering who's going to show up against the Jets, but being that they're not that great of a football team. Uh, people were worried, but they came with the with the same kind of focus, and uh, the outcome was uh, was a good one.
0: You mentioned just doing your job. Steelers' offensive line against a really good defensive line played very well. What did you think about the job that Chris Hubbard did filling in for an injured Marcus Gilbert?
1: He did a great job, Adam. I mean, he you know, the, the main thing about um, about Chris is he didn't look like a guard playing offensive tackle. He looked like an offensive tackle. Uh, you know, he, he looked very fluid. His feet, he had great feet, really good hands, uh Passed off the stunts well. uh, Didn't look like he was awed by it. And I thought uh, you got to give him a lot of credit. The young man did a great job.
0: Is that something I know Mike Tomlin says all the time, that the standard is the standard, and you talked about doing your job and it's next-man-up mentality for the Pittsburgh Steelers. And I always think that that sounds so cliche, and it's something I want to talk to Bob Labriola about coming up in the next segment, but I wanted to get your thought on it too. I mean, has it seeped into the players' heads so much so that they don't care who's out there, they're just going to go out and they're going to win football games?
1: Well, you know, I think that cliches become cliches because they're true, and uh, and I think Adam, uh, the one thing that I love about Mike is he does not allow excuses to creep into your psyche, not to the psyche of a football team or not to the psyche uh, of an individual. And, um, you know, I, I, I love his amateur psychology with guys. You are a starter in waiting. So when your time comes, we expect you To play well, we're not hoping you play well. We're expecting you to play well. So when there are these expectations that your coaching staff has um, of you, you tend to go, "Wow, maybe I, maybe I'm good enough to do this." And so you start, you know, as a man believeth in his heart. So he is, you know. So when you believe that you can get it done, uh, then that's half the battle, you know. There, you know, my old uh, head coach Chuck Noll used to say this: uh, to get better, to be good, there are two things you have to have, and uh, you have to have the want to, and you have to have the uh, the how to, and um, and and that is something that uh, uh, I think the Steelers believe that they have. So when a guy comes in. You know, he knows that uh, guys have confidence in him, so therefore he has confidence in himself. And then success uh, begets confidence. Confidence begets success, and it just, uh, you know, it builds in a positive way.
0: Jordan Dangerfield comes in. He plays well. Vince Williams, same kind of thing. Cam Hayward goes down. Ricardo Matthews comes in and plays well. It just seems to happen uh, at every level for this Steelers team. Uh, and I think it all goes back to Mike Tomlin, like we were just talking about there. Uh, let's go to the offensive side of the ball, Tunch, and talk about this performance against the Jets. I love what they've been doing the, the last couple of weeks. You come out early, you take a shot down the field. Ben hits Sammy Coates in stride. He takes it to the house for a touchdown. And then Sammy st- starts to have some struggles where he can't keep his hands around the football, drops a couple of balls. And I love the fact that Ben Roethlisberger kept going back to him not just for Sammy's confidence, but so that he could give Sammy an opportunity to make plays so that Ben knows that, hey, moving down the road, that this guy can make plays. I like the fact that Ben did that. I thought it showed some leadership.
1: You know, I agree with you, Adam, and I also think that not only does it show leadership uh, from Ben, but it also shows the confidence that Ben has In Sammy, in that okay, look, he's gonna pull out of it. Don't worry about this. You know, it's gonna be okay. We, you know, we know he can do it. He's done it before. You know, a lot of times when a guy struggles through a period of a game, it's you know one of the things you you gotta play through it. You know, you hear coaches say you gotta play through it. You gotta play through it, and that's what Sammy did. And and it would have been easy to yank him, as well. So you gotta give the the coaching staff credit on this as well. Put in, uh you know utilize more of Marcus Wheaton uh in a two t- utilize Darius Hayward Bay as your number three, but um you know uh th- they didn't do that and they kept going back to him and that and and when you know your teammates have confidence in you, that, as I said before, uh, different scenario, but it's the same thing. When your teammates have confidence in you, you've got confidence in yourself and the fact that he was the way he was able to pull out of it. Um, you know, that's a great, that's a great uh, point of reference for your development because when you have these points of re- references where you come back from adversity, if you run into adversity again down the road, you go, hey, wait a second, I was able to pr- play through this before. I can do it. Again, and um, and and the fact that look when Sammy Coates is in there, uh, you've got the one that one thing that you can't coach, and that's speed. And you know that he is going to run by guys, and when he runs by guys, man, there there is nothing like two play drives or one play right. Prize. When you, I mean, that the, it is just such a shot in the arm. And then now, uh, because of his speed and because of the number of big catches big plays he's made down the field corners are going to play way off of now now as sammy as you saw in the second half of that football game now he's now he's getting to work on being a complete receiver how do you how do you run the out cut how do you run the comeback how aggressively do you come back to the ball because now you've got corners that are playing off of him. so when you go when when you are Ben and you come up and you see soft coverage to your right the sammy side man you're throwing it right now to sammy so uh Uh, It was was fun to watch how that all played out yesterday.
0: And to kind of further that point a little bit, whenever you are throwing the ball deep to Sammy Coates, what does that do for everybody else? I mean, how does that help open things up for Le'Veon, the tight ends, guys like that?
1: Well, I think the one thing is you've got to figure out. All right, who do we stop here? You know, uh, when, we, when you play the Steelers, are we going to put an eighth guy in the box? Well, the Jets did that a bunch. They had Calvin Pryor and the, their strong safety in the box. Well, you know, when you do that, you got Gilchrist playing in the middle of the field, and you get your corners in man coverage on, on Sammy, on A. B. on Marcus Whedon. And man, that's a, that is. You got to have a lot of good corners to be able to match up man with a team that's got three. Wide receivers that can and a, and a running back that can hurt you. If you're you you, you put lev into the slot now, who's going to cover him? You're going to put a corner on him <laughs> that he can out physical. You're going to put a safety on him that he can outrun. You're going to put a uh, a linebacker on him who he can out athlete out be a more of an athlete against and outrun. So yeah, and, and so and 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 then also you're always going. Hey, I got I got I got. Number 14, be careful over the top. And on that first play, that big touchdown to Sammy, if you watch the tape, you notice on the other side they're bracketing uh, A.B. Well, if they're going to bracket A.B. and put Marcus Williams in man coverage with no help over the top, over Sammy, well, guess where you're going. And so – uh, having that kind of speed, because you know, let, let's flip the let's flip the uh, scenario real quick. Sure. Uh, coming into this game, there was nobody on the Jets' side of the ball that I was afraid of that was going to run past our defensive backs, and I definitely knew that their quarterback wasn't going to be able to lay it out the way our guy did. So, uh, you know, everything. If you watched last night and or yesterday afternoon, and you watch. Uh, you watch Ryan Fitzpatrick with any regularity, you know that every ball down the field that he throws is either a, a jump ball to his tall; all his receivers are over, all his receivers are over six two, uh, or it's a back shoulder fade. He doesn't have the he doesn't have the the arm strength to throw the balls that Ben does, and he doesn't he doesn't have the you know Ben. Uh, or uh, Brandon Marshall's not going to run away from guys anymore. He's still going to go up and get it like we saw for that that one touchdown catch they took away from Ross Cockrell, but he's not going to run away from you anymore. And there is nobody on that offense that when you that you say wow, look at that speed. I mean, probably the uh uh Quincy Noonwell is probably the closest. I mean, he is fast but they don't utilize him as the fast guy. They utilize utilize him as an H-pack. They have him do a lot of the dirty work, the blocking, the whams, the counter traps, but he's also great underneath, and he runs the underneath uh, cross really well and, and the slants, and they get the ball into his hands. Um, you know, I think he'd be better served with, an, uh, with a quarterback with a big arm.
0: Tunch, uh, let's now flip to the defensive side of things here. And – the Steelers' defense has seven sacks these last couple of weeks after only having won the first three weeks. Is there anything different schematically going into that, or is it more guys just winning their matchups?
1: Well, both. They, 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 you know, they threw in a new twist for the Jets. They had um, uh, uh, Lawrence Timmons lining up on the on the center out of their nickel mm-hmm. and Vince Williams right behind him. and they ran a couple of the fire, X, fire X's from that instead of from off. Uh, and they bluffed it a couple times. They moved uh, Vince Williams around, overloaded one side. They switched him in our moats one time, and and Vince came free, and got the sack. You know, so the the stuff that they're doing is not groundbreaking. It's just uh, they're bringing five more. They they ran the five bigs a lot more. They you know put like I said Lawrence Timmons on a nose, and now you've got it. You've got a five big look. Or uh, the other thing that they do, they, they've They've eagled down uh in their base Okie, uh both Stefan Tout and Cam Hayward put him on the outside shoulder of the guard and those guys are getting upfield in the gap um but you know what i mean it's it's nothing that teams should not be able to adjust to it's 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 you know that's the way football is hey we got five bigs let's go double we got to okay. go double turn you know so, so the, the the there is no short answer to your question. So it's yes and no. Okay. Uh, yes, uh, they they did a little something. Is it is it breaking? Well, did it did it mess up the the Jets yet? Did because the Jets had two guys that were rotating at right tackle, playing right guard and right tackle. Quali who was rotating uh, at right tackle, had to move into right guard because Brian Winters knocked himself out when he had butted uh, Michael Bennett in Seattle the week before. So. Um, uh, but it, but it's winning your matchups, and that's what they're doing a lot better of. You know, last week especially, Kansas City, Stefan and Cam were just dominant, and those guys did a great job again yesterday afternoon.
0: Last thing here for you, Tunch, and maybe zooming out 30,000 feet when looking at the defense, but they've given up 16, 16, 14, and 13 in, four, in their four victories. So when you look at the defense overall as a whole, how do you evaluate the way that they've played through these first five games?
1: You know, what did, uh, What the coaches say you are, what your record says you are. Yeah. And, uh, and, and the most important statistic, as much as we love sacks, as much as we love takeaways, interceptions, fumbles, as much as we love all that, the most important statistic is points allowed. So if you look at those four victories and you look at the points allowed, you say, this is a great defense. I mean, you, you have to look at it that way. Uh, now, you know, we're starting to get some pressure, uh we didn't have a takeaway yesterday. Uh I don't think we did. did. we have a takeaway? I don't think we had a takeaway yesterday. Um uh but we're starting to, the Steelers are starting to get pressure. And and also because of the, the interceptions that Ryan Fitzpatrick threw uh through the first four games, you know he's playing a little more careful. Well that played right into the hand for the Steelers. So you can only be what you are that day. So as of right now I'm liking our defense.
0: Tunch, really appreciate the time, man. As always, one of my favorite segments to do all week. Always appreciate it.
1: All right, Adam. Take care of yourself, brother.
0: That's Tunch Hilton from the Steelers Radio Network team. I'm Adam Crowley. Thanks so much for listening to the Locked On Steelers podcast. Tomorrow, I got a bone to pick, a couple of bones to pick with some of the Pittsburgh media and some of the things that they've been saying about a number of the guys, Antonio Brown. And the fans have been down on this defense that I think has been playing pretty well. So I'll talk about both of those things on tomorrow's podcast. Make sure you subscribe on iTunes. Check out the Locked on NFL podcast with Matt Williamson. Thanks again for listening to Locked on Steelers.
1: the list.